Hello and welcome to Zack Attack. We're never going to be better than this. Today's movie is Dirty Grandpa from 2016. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And this is our first sort of, it's not necessarily like a live review, but it's uh, the Blu-ray is now out. You can rent this on VOD and you can buy the movie if you want. And so this is a movie that came out or hit theaters a little bit before we started Zack Attack. So this is kind of yeah. sort of our first live review. Yeah, like our first up-to-date one, huh? And our bonus episode. Ooh. Bonus Bonus Zack Attack. And we got another bonus coming next week with Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising, so look out. (laughs) So this movie is... uh, So what do you think? Before before we start, like, okay, I know that I watched this first. I remember telling you, like, as I was watching that, oh, man, this movie's really hilarious. And then you started watching it. You said you didn't think it was going to be as funny as I thought it was going to be. So, like, at the end, just, like, before we talk about it, what did you think, like, overall? So the, the reason I said that I didn't think I was going to think it was as funny as you thought was because the first half hour of this movie, to me, is really painful. It's really difficult to get through. Like, it's stupid. I feel like the whole first half hour of this movie is kind of like, what Like, what do you define, movies? like, the, before the first half an hour? Like, before they get to Daytona or even when they, like, get... Okay, so what, what, uh, where the split comes from me is when uh, Zac Efron and Robert De Niro split up for the first time. I think it's when he goes to jail. Okay. Um... Because oh, yeah, the first the like, yeah. 25 minutes or whatever are pretty much De Niro just saying, like, pervy things yeah. or just saying, <laughs> yeah, like, right. just, like, cursing or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is going to be this entire movie. Like, let's just get Robert De Niro, you know, this film icon, and just say, like, all this dirty stuff. Yeah, the most fucked and, like, up shit we can think of, pretty much. Yeah, and, like, it's going to be it's gonna be so funny because, like, just listen to him. I'm just like, oh, we're going to have... And, like, it's all, like, sort of, like, crass humor. And I know that you have, like, a sophisticated, like, you, it's not like you just like dick jokes or whatever, but I think you like that kind of stuff more than I do, and so I was like, yes. oh, God, like, if this whole movie is going to be like this. Yeah, just stupid dick jokes, I can see that. I, okay. can't, I can't handle it. But then it splits up, and what really starts to work is they introduce characters who aren't Zach Efron and Robert De Niro. They have the best character in the movie, his second time in the last two that we've done. Jason Manzoukas comes in as Pam. Oh my god, and yeah, dude, fucking Rafi. Yeah, there's, it's a tie between Rafi and whatever April's name is. What's April from um, Parks uh, and Rec? What's her name? Plaza. Uh, her, I don't know what her name is in this movie. It's a Lenore. She- is what her name is in the movie. I think the smartest thing, I mean, we're sort of getting out of order and we'll come yeah. back to whatever, but I think the smartest thing this movie does is that it keeps Jason Manzoukas, keeps Rafi in the movie the entire yes. time. agreed. That, like, a lot of other movies, maybe before he became as big as he is... Like in, in Neighbors of, like, 1. This circle. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. saw him last time, yeah. They could have had that one scene with him at the shop where he's just, like, selling drugs and, like, you know, whatever, and then they, that was yeah. it. Yeah, I think that, like, that scene came up. He nailed it. I don't know if that character was going to be that big in the writing of the movie, but he's just so fucking hilarious. Like, I can't get enough of this guy. Like, I'm really, like, when I saw him the first time, like, you know, in the scene with the shop, I was like, oh, awesome. We got, like, a nice little Rafi cameo going. That was some good laughs right there. But then, like, as you keep going and he's, like, coming back throughout the movie, yeah, it's really nice. I like it. Because what's even really kind of funny is that the movie sort of hides its hand a little bit that when, when Zac Efron's in jail, and we'll get to that, but he's like, you know, talking to the cops, and those cops are amazing, and the cops are also amazing with Jason Manzoukas. Yes. But, you know, you think that Zac Efron's alone in his cell, and then out of nowhere, Jason Manzoukas <laughs> comes off the toilet from behind this wall. Classic, Pam. 
talks about how like he's got like this sm- smelly, dirty diarrhea or whatever. He's like, I gotta get out of here. I got drugs to sell. And the cops like, All right, Pam, get out of here. And like he's in the scene and he just sort of comes from nowhere, and it's it's terrific. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, the, he definitely he's he's a fucking hilarious actor, man. I can't get enough of him. But yeah, so as soon as they sort of separate, I think. I don't know if it's like a conscious decision or there's just more for them to do, but I feel like when it's just the two of De Niro and Zac Efron, at least in the beginning, sort of like when they're when they're butting heads, and maybe it's for the quote-unquote cinematic tension where they're like they're not on the same side. It's just it's difficult for me to watch. I agree. That makes sense. No, and I see what you were um, getting at, like what part of the movie you were at. I don't think that it necessarily needs to be difficult to watch. I think that they probably could have done it in a better or a different way they could have just cut down like the first they could have really cut down the beginning of the movie like the developing between like the grandpa grandson relationship i think they could have sped it up a little bit and mm-hmm. like kind of just jump them into like a lot quicker for example do you want to do you want to go through from the beginning or how do you want to well no we can go through the beginning but i think it, like i i agree that we, they could have cut it down because this movie's like 10 or 15 minutes longer than neighbors I feel like Neighbors has so much more happening, you know what I mean? Yes. And this, like, there, there. I mean, there's a lot that happens, and after the first half hour, I do really, really enjoy the last, like, hour and a half of this movie. I think it's really funny. The, fir- the first thing I said to you, I messaged you when I started the movie, I was just like, oh, this is like an hour 50? Like, that's way longer. Like, for I a comedy, like, yeah, like, for like yeah, a like new a 90 comedy, minute thing. yeah. But no, it's like it's close to two hours. I'm just like, oh, like they probably could have cut some stuff down at some point, one or another. Yeah, I feel like there's some lulls. But yeah, so let's let's go from the beginning because there's a lot of good stuff and there's a lot of some, you know, some not some good stuff. Because I True. I was sort of worried that like I, I I also told you that I was like writing down like all like the gaps in logic and we'll get to it. But like I didn't want to be like that guy who like watched the comedy and be like, oh, this is like I I can't believe this, blah blah blah. Yeah, but, like, this is you know, not realistic. Was, yeah. I was only doing that when I wasn't enjoying it. As soon as I started laughing, like the like as soon as he gets to jail, like I literally laughed out loud for like five minutes in a row <laughs> yeah. just because there's so much good stuff. And I just sort of stopped nitpicking it because like yeah, yeah like there's stupid stuff that's happening, but like it fits the comedic world they're building. But like there's just stuff early on where I'm like not on board, I'm just like, Oh, I hate all of this. <laughs> yeah. So we start at the funeral. We start at grandma's funeral, right? And um, I think that this is a funny scene. Before I realized that Rafi was in it, I, you know, you meet Cousin Nick there. And this whole, like, we'll never know the truth how she died and, like, nobody really dies from cancer thing. Yeah. And this, was a, this is a good foot to start the movie off on. Like, I enjoyed the comedy there. It's just an e-cigarette, but he's, like, you know, smoking weed in the funeral and he, like, blows it into Zac Efron's face. And, like, right. you, you get to see the beginning, like, where Zac Efron's, like, super uptight and, like, he's, like, lawyery. So he's, like, playing this kind of, like, douchey lawyer kind of kid. Yeah, he's definitely the smartest Zac Efron get. Like, he's like he's a Zac Efron that his character from Neighbors or from Waif would, like, trash and yeah. make fun of. Like, he's just, he's sort of like, and I guess that's kind of also, you know, like what we were saying in Neighbors when you cast Zac, Ef- Zac Efron, you have him shirtless as much as you want, but you also have him, you know, playing into type and playing against type here. You have this kid who, you know, is this sex icon for teenage girls and whoever else, you know what I mean, like, across the country, and you have him being, like, the nerdiest, smartest dude who, I guess, it feels like he is not aware how attractive he is. I mean, he's about to... Yes, he plays, plays, like, not recognizing his own attractiveness throughout the movie really well, actually, you know? Like, it's, I think it's pretty believable. I mean, he's about to marry Julianne Huff, who I have a big crush on. There's there's a couple people in this movie that I... 
this cast was really cute. <laughs> like, all <laughs> of them, seriously. What I've heard from some people is that about the Fast and the Furious movies is that, yes, they objectify women, but at the same time, they objectify men just as much. Like, they have The oh, Rock fair. and like Vin Diesel in yeah. these, like, really tight shirts, and, like, you see the all their muscles. Is, yeah. So no matter what you're into, you see, there's eye candy for you. And here, you know, you have Aubrey Plaza basically in a bathing suit or underwear the entire movie. And, and I also... had no idea she was this attractive. Like, I've never looked at her <laughs> like that before at all. Just, you know, my only encounters with her are Parks and Rec. Right. But, like, I was definitely not picturing her being a sexual being. Like, I thought right. that, like, when I saw the trailer for this movie, I, ex- I assumed that she was going to be, like, being comedically sexual in the sense that, like, you know, like, she's just, like, saying dumb shit and, like, but, like, not actually being hot, but she's really hot, so, okay. <laughs> that was... she, I mean, she is being comedically sexual, she but she's is. also being, like, genuinely, like, oh, okay, like, that's something. But there's also, like, you know, Zoe Dutch, who plays this girl that, like, this is a weird relationship that we're going to talk about in a little bit, but the girl that... So, okay, so taking a step back, hold on. Zac Efron's about to marry Julianne Huff, who yes. is beautiful, but she's not really in the movie too much, because... The movie is whole like a road trip from Atlanta down to Daytona Beach. And so she's back at home and she's trying to plan their wedding and she's beautiful. But then he meets up with this girl, Shadia, played by Zoe Dutch, who was well, what happened? wants some. You're, you're skipping ahead. But she's in there and she's adorable too. Like everybody, it's just like. Yeah, it's an attractive cast. Yeah, it's, it's like the whole head to toe, like everyone. Yes. But I guess, so. okay, so going back and before, making sure that we don't miss anything, the the funeral scene, Cousin Nick played by Adam Pally of Happy Endings, but also really funny in several movies recently. I've, He's never, just, seen, I've never seen him in it. What else has he been in? I've really, I don't remember seeing him in anything. I don't know if it's so, the cornrows that threw me off or something. I think it might be the cornrows. I don't know. So he was on Happy Endings, which was an ABC show for a couple of years that I haven't seen, but I've heard really, really good things about. He was the star of a movie that came out last year called Slow Learners, which I really loved. Okay. Uh, he's been in a couple other movies lately that I wasn't crazy about, but he's just genuinely always funny. Okay. And so he is really just in the beginning and the end, but like he sort of kills it every time he's on screen. Definitely, definitely. Everything about this Zac Efron character that we see in the in the film's opening scenes, it's just like, oh, like this guy is the worst. You know, like he's yeah, he's being he's a dick to his grandpa, and like he's yeah. just like you know a patsy for his dad. And they're at the funeral, right? And Julianne Huff is like looking at ties for the wedding, and like he's just like so whipped by her. Yeah. And not putting her in her place for like, hey, like, can't you do that like at a more appropriate time? Like, this is my grandma's funeral. Yeah. He's got no backbone. And I mean, that's the whole point of the movie that it's just like this tight, uptight kid, you know, loosening up by his by hanging out with his dirty grandpa or whatever. Yeah. But it's so against tight that it's almost like too much so that it's almost a little bit too on the nose in a way, I think. Because there's no way that someone as attractive as Zac Efron, is going to get to this point in his life without, you know, living a little bit. You know what I mean? Yes, I agree. Especially when we see later that, like, he wasn't, like, a completely socially inept person. Like, it's not like he didn't know how to act or anything like that. So, I think if you were this uptight, you'd be, like, a little lost. Yeah. So, the grandma dies... And the whole thing is that Robert De Niro says, she wanted me to do our, my own thing, like make me, or, you know, she wanted me to be happy. You know, every year at this time, we would go to this place in Florida. Like, I'm yeah, going we would down go there. Yeah, we would go down to, where was it? It was um, not Daytona. They were go- trying to go somewhere else. Doesn't matter. No, it was somewhere like in South Florida, I think. Like, yeah. they have like a house down there or yes. whatever. He's like, I mean, I'm going to go down there and... So he you know, tries cousin... to recruit Zac Efron. Well, Cousin Nick can't leave the state because he's got some, <laughs> yeah. you know, like... Yeah, like, obviously. Know, he's arrested or whatever, and he can't leave the state. So he wants 
company, so he brings Zac Efron with him, and he tells him this lie about how his license is suspended, or his license was revoked or whatever, and he needs somebody to drive him. And so they go down there, but before they leave, Zac Efron goes to pick him up, and he walks in on De Niro jerking off. Taking a number three, as he calls it, which is is a great way to put that, man. That's really funny. I'm I'm going to adopt taking a number three, because that's really, really funny to me. As great as that terminology is, I was just like, oh, like, is this going to be this kind of yeah, movie? Yeah, I can see that, yeah. If you're watching it, this is your first oh. interaction, like, your first real interaction with De Niro, like, being funny, and, like, you just see him masturbating, so you're like, come on, like, masturbating jokes the whole movie? I would also <sighs> like to note that he's watching interracial porn, because there's, like, a lot of interracial porn, for like, tidbits throughout the movie, which I yeah. found really funny. <laughs> What's sort of funny, I think, and it's just like, it's not written well, but like the, the, the dichotomy, if you want, the juxtaposition, if we want to get really technical about it, is that the grandpa that we saw at the funeral, it's the biggest 180 imaginable to what's yeah. here, because at the funeral, he's got this beard, you know, he's very solemn, he's very somber, and here, you know, he's clean-shaven, fully naked, pants around ankles, you know, De Niro's still, for like, probably being close to 80s, like, in great shape. Like, yeah, I was sort of, like, I wonder if he's like, got Jesus. in shape for this movie, or he just is in this shape. Yeah, I felt embarrassed, too. He's, and like, in this, solid, man. In this scene, he's doing pull-ups, and, like, there's sort of camera angles that, like, make it look like he sort of had some help. But there's also camera angles where it's like, oh, no, like, he might actually be doing pull-ups. Like, you know, yeah. he's kind of ripped. Yeah, he is. He look, he's looking really good shirtless. In the, I... I I never expected this movie to start where we saw Robert De Niro shirtless before we saw Zac Efron shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, ladies. There's a whole lot of shirtless Zac Efron coming up. And pantsless, too. Yeah. But here, like, we get... It's a little bit cliche, but it works in a good way for the rest of the film. It's like they're so out of touch on their on their drive down. And De Niro's like, hey, are you still doing photography? And he's like, I just I haven't done photography since I was 12. Like, yeah. come on, Grandpa. You know, I dad's a you know he's a lawyer at this firm. You know, my fiance's father's a partner. Like it just made sense for me to do it. And like, yeah, and he's like playing around that, on his phone, kind of ignoring him. You can see that he's like trapped. And like, I think De Niro says later, and it's like a great way to put it. Like you're gonna sleepwalk through your life. Like he's already, you know, he's this 25 year old or whatever, this ca- charismatic, you know, attractive, intelligent kid, and he's just about to throw the r- the rest of his life away because like it's what makes sense. Yeah, instead of, just like, like what he become wants to do. become comfortable. And so they're on the road and they stop to get a at, at a diner just to get food or whatever and that's when Zach before Efron this before this, before this they're taking the the wife's car and De Niro this is like this is where we start to see like the De Niro saying like ridiculous shit lines and one of my favorites is is that Zach Efron's holding the drink and he's like I don't think I should be holding I don't think I should be drinking this and driving and he's like don't worry if you spill it this giant tampon we're driving and we'll soak it up I feel like that that's a line that if it was later in the movie, I would have really liked. But at this point yes. in the movie, I was just like, God damn. It's just damn. like dick jokes and like him saying stuff. I get it, yeah. But they get to the diner and Zac Efron's just on his phone the entire time. And, you know, Zoe Dutch recognizes him as this kid that he went or she went to college with or high school with that had a photography yeah, class it was with. college, I think. He just thinks that she's the way she's like, he won't even look up from her phone. What I love about this scene, and I think this is something that we need to, it's only to be in specific movies. It happened in Neighbors. It happened and this is going to happen, I'm guessing, maybe in Baywatch, who knows. But I want to remember or make a list of the best descriptions of Zac Efron by people <laughs> seeing him for the first time. Oh my god, yeah, we definitely need to keep track of this. Because, because these in, are all really good, yeah. In Neighbors, we had Seth Rogen say, it looks like something that two gay guys created in the laboratory. Here, I think it's Aubrey Plaza who says, he looks like Abercrombie fucked Fitch. Fitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It was a and great then, She goes through a couple more descriptors, too, but, like, yeah, that, that's definitely a standout one in my head, too. Somebody, I think it's her, maybe says he, he's like a Mitt Romney Terminator. <laughs> It's just like, I love that, you know, this is sort of what we're talking about with Neighbors, I think, that it's like, it's aware of the world around it. It's sort of like grounded in some yes. form of reality. The writing style no is way... very similar to Neighbors in this yeah. sense. And there's no way that normal people are going to be able to look at a guy who looks like Zac Efron and not like just be like, what is this that I'm looking at right now? Like, yeah, they're, they're, at least make a couple pretty... of shots. I think if me and my friends are sitting here, I like I will make I will make some jokes about it. Especially if he came in with this like you know beach sweater bullshit going on and stuff like that. Y- your brain is like doing you know backflips and somersaults, trying to figure out like trying to process like why this person who looks like this is just in the real world instead of like on the movie screen. Yeah. and it's just like you know like Abercrombie and Fitch just had a baby, and that's <laughs> you know that's who it is. <laughs> exactly. What's weird about his character, and I think it's sort of, I don't know, but, like, as soon as he's sort of aware of the world around him, he's like, oh, I remember you, like, you're shoddy, you did landscapes, you did all this different stuff, and it's just like, how are you, like, he seems so out of touch with so many different things. Yeah. But he remembers so much about her, and like maybe the movie's trying to say, "Oh, he had a crush on her in college, or whatever." I think that, but, that's like, I, that's what I that's what I got from this. But they don't really do enough to like insinuate that. Like, it's not like he ever has like a conversation with Niro, like, "Hey, I went to school with that girl," or what? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, just he could like, easily drop like him and Robert Niro could have like a three second conversation, like, "Oh man, I always had a crush on her," and then it would be problem solved. I agree. Here, he just sort of seems like autistic. Like, I remember everything about everyone. <laughs> just like, I remember you, like your landscapes. Like, I remember what camera you used. And like, He's his retarded like, grandson. <laughs> so Aubrey Plaza, they're they're talking about like having sex with teachers, and she wants to have sex with a teacher because she never she had needs, her. She needs to she needs to complete the trifecta. It's an alum, a freshman, and a professor before okay. she graduates. And so she sees De Niro and, like, I don't remember if he says that he's a professor yeah, or she just sort he, like, of walks assumes... up and when he introduces himself, he's been lying about what he does to everyone that he meets, like, in their full four minutes that they've been together. So he walks up and goes, hi, I'm a professor at Georgia, right? Okay. And that's all it takes. And she's just like, all right, like, I'm going to have sex with this old man. So they're obviously, like, the whole movie, they're sort of flirting in some level. But, like, what's like, weird is that... Fir- flirting is really blatantly. funny. Yeah. But what's weird, and I think it's just, like, sort of not great writing, is that, again, coming back to this relationship between Zac Efron and Zoe Dutch, is that, you know, he's, like, eight days away from getting married, right? Like, he's going to have... Even less than. I think it's, like, the next weekend. And and it's, like, if this is this weekend, it's, like, less than eight days away. Yeah. Like, there's the rehearsal brunch, and then there's the wedding, and, like, that's it. Yeah. And yet he's, like, flirty with this girl, and it's just, like, I don't understand. Like, it's it's more than just being friendly, I think. And I think, you know, it just doesn't set the—it just doesn't set things up right. You know what I mean? You like, think so? Or, I, I think it's just, like, more, like, a reminiscent. Like, if you ran into someone you hadn't seen in a long time, and maybe you did have a little bit of a crush on them, you would talk to them, like, nicely. I don't think he's, like, being overly flirty, flirty near the beginning. Like, definitely not here. I don't know. I think that what, what would have been sort of the most realistic— I guess that we sort of like don't get outside as quickly is if he recognized her when she came to the table. You know what I mean? Like I get that he's on his phone and he's like so into it, but like if he's this into this girl and remembers her name and remembers the types of pictures that she took, he doesn't recognize her voice when she says like three or four sentences to him. Like it's 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 like a little bit of a stretch of logic that I can't really follow. It's not a huge deal because I mean we get there in the end, but like it's still a little bit weird. What makes less sense to me is that they're like, we're going down to Daytona and the nearest like, oh we'll see you there or whatever and Zach Efron says, No we're not, we have a tea time and so they go golfing 
and there's these two, like, probably 40 or 50-year-old women. Yeah, they're playing uh, ahead of them because De Niro takes, like, this, like, shortcut to, like, yeah. be behind them. They're, like, flirty with De Niro. We, get, we like, get more of these, like, really raunchy one-liners, like, oh, you touched my shaft and stuff like yeah. that. And there's a whole, like, thing throughout this entire movie of De Niro, like, sticking things in Zac Efron's ass or, like, you know, his thumb <laughs> in the golf club. I, I did love this. I, for some reason, that really cracked me up because that means that Robert De Niro had to be playing with Zac Efron's butthole or near it for, like, for six, or seven, six or seven scenes of this movie have a shot with him trying to shove his thumb up his ass. Taking my like myself out of the film and just thinking about them being like, okay, thumb up your ass, scene four, you know? Like, <laughs> if you think about it like that in terms of how many takes he probably had to do or, you know, right? like, the scenes that got cut, then it's funnier. But, like, the <laughs> yeah. finished product, I'm just like, God. No, like, no, no, oh, no. Just it's, like, it's not funny at the time. It's, like, a really stupid, like, this is definitely, I'm glad that my grandfather never tried to shove his thumb up my ass, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but what doesn't make sense to me, less sense than, you know, him being flirty with Zoe Dutch, is these two women are suddenly alone with Zach Efron for one reason or another, and what 40-year-old women are going to turn down golfing with a guy that looks like Zac Efron? You know what I mean? Like that's- I, I, yeah, this was completely unbelievable to me, too. I, I agree with you. This is one where I was just like... They weren't, like, shocked. Game. They weren't, like, bubbly. He is sort of awkward, and he's just, you know, like, oh, I do. A I'm a lawyer. Stiff, like- but even also, still, yeah, like... Also, Who's going to turn down somebody who looks like Zac Efron, who's also a lawyer? Like, not only is he, like, you know, attractive, he's, like, you know, this intelligent is like prime and like, bait. He should have been covered in blood. You know? And they're like, no, like, we're good. Like, we're, we're just going to walk away. And it's just like, oh, like, wait, what? Yeah, there's some, so that, there's some weird parts of the movie. I agree. That was sort of the, the biggest stretch of logic for me. But, I mean, hey, whatever. I mean, they need to get rid of them somehow. And I guess it's that's just the easiest way to get rid of them. Yeah, of. yeah. They, they, they definitely take some shortcuts in the writing throughout this movie is what I think it comes down to. It's like, there's like some parts where they do things like this, where they're just like blatantly taking shortcuts in dialogue and writing. Which is weird when you consider how long the movie is. Yeah, right? So after they go golfing, they wind up in this little like sort of souvenir shop. And there's this one thing I wrote down in my notes that I would love if I didn't hate the movie at this point. And Zac Efron's basically bearing his soul to De Niro and he's like, you know, talking about how he's not sure if he wants to get married, or you know, he's yeah. he's basically saying like, you know, he's he's unsure of his life. And De Niro is just reading slogans off T-shirts and bumper stickers and coffee mugs and stuff. Yeah, it's it's funny, but like it, the movie didn't have me at this point, and so I was just like, this would be terrific if like you, you know I was behind this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't at that point until a guy in a horse mask shows up <laughs> to rob the store, rips off the horse mask. It's Jason Mansukas. He goes, guys, I'm just kidding. I own this store. My name is Pam. It's short for Pamela. <laughs> and then he's just like, he just steals the movie. Like, it's yeah, just, this it, is, this it is what I was like, up. in my notes, I have that this is like, for me, when the movie just became like rapid fire one-liners. Like when Rafi shows up, like, it, I mean, like they were kind of doing this before that, but like when Rafi shows up, it's just one-liner jokes like the whole time. They don't like set up jokes very well, but they just give like tidbits of just like funny shit over and over and over again. And what's really, like, it's just the way, it's, it's, it's not only just the way that it's written, but it's also the way that he, like, delivers lines. He's like, you know, he's like, this is definitely not a store where, like, I can just sell you drugs. And, like, we don't, we don't want to buy drugs. He's like, okay, cool, good, you guys aren't, aren't cops. And he just says, he says a line, and I just wrote down, welcome to drugs. And he just <laughs> yes. opens the cabinet, and it's just 
all these drugs. He's like, I only, I don't, what does he say? I only sell things that are natural, like that weed are, yeah, and mushroom and crystal meth. It's just like, what? Yeah, and meth. And he's like, I have four kids by six women. I know the numbers don't add up. Like, <laughs> it's his delivery. His comedic delivery is so perfect. Like, his, like, kind of flighty, like, he doesn't really know what's happening and, like, weird enunciations and, like, like everything about him just cracks me up. And it's just, like, this is when the movie, like, the, the scene, like, I, I, I'm just in love with this scene, I'm in love with the Pam character, and it just, I'm, I'm sort of on board now. Before the movie really captures me, we go to the beach, and we just get, like, and all this these, is, like, like a no. shot. This is just, like, any, like, at this point, we take a turn for any of the other Zac Efron movies we would imagine were happening. You know what I mean? Like, this could be any clip from Neighbor Sorority or anything that's going on. It's just, like... You know, beautiful chicks, like lots of asses on a beach. I wrote down it's Spring Breakers without irony. It's just like yes. this is just it's, it's party kids partying like without like yes. without commenting on it. Just like hey guys, like look how fun Daytona Beach is. Yeah, and then they meet up again with Aubrey Plaza and Zoe Dutch and their gay black friend. And De Niro is just, he's just, like, belittling the gay guy. I'm just like, oh, like, he hates gay people. Like, of course he does, because, like, that's just exactly yeah, what this guy yeah, is. Yeah, this was weird. I, I can't believe he, like, I, I mean, like, I get, like, all the dick jokes and stuff like that, but there's, like, plenty of points in this movie where he's, like, being kind of racist and, like, homophobic that I was like, really? Like, they, like, wrote this in here, you know? Like, and, like, De Niro agreed to it. Like, I get that he's a grandfather, army vet, whatever, whatever, but, like, they take it pretty far in some points in the movie. Well, what's also weird is that, like, I think the whole reason that he's okay with it and the movie's okay with it is because there's, like, a redemption in the end that he sticks up for yes. the guy. Yeah. But there's there's no journey. It's, like, all of a sudden, he's... Like, he doesn't have any realization that it was wrong. He just, like, right. keeps saying mean shit to this kid for no reason. I actually didn't like that part of the movie. Like, like this poor kid, like, he doesn't do anything to him. Like, the first, he just, like, meets him in the car, and he's like, oh, you're just really gay. Ha ha ha. He's like, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, it's so funny that I'm gay. He's like, did you notice I was black? He's like, yeah, that's funny, too. She's like, wait, it's what? Funny? Like, that doesn't... Yeah, it's funny? Like, I don't get it. Okay. There's basically three tiers, or sort of three levels, or, like, you know, stages of his racism in this movie, or his, his homophobia. It's this, where he's just making fun of it for no reason. Then there's one line in the middle of the movie where they're at the party, and we're going to get to this, but he, like, laces the water with Xanax. He says something to the gay guy, you know... Oh, he, he says like, something about like purple some sh- drink, is what he yeah, says. Yeah, he's, like, he's just talking, it's like, like, real hood. Of, yeah, it's, like, really, really weird, like, this, like, oh, did you wish it was purple drink? Yeah, this, like, this rubbed me the wrong way. I almost lost the hilarity of the movie with this. Like, it, I just didn't like it. But, like, what's weird is that, like, it seems in this scene that, like, the gay guy is sort of, like, at least amused by De Niro, if not starting to like him. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're at the club later in the movie, he's just going to defend him. Like, there's no, like, we don't see a growth. And I wonder if there's stuff that was cut out, but it's just, like, he just becomes more accepting based on... If there was stuff that was cut out and this was the shit that was left in, I really want to see what was cut (laughs) out, because, like, it it doesn't work for me. And then we meet uh, Aubrey Plaza and Zoe Dutch's boyfriends who are like these, I, they keep insinuating that they're like gay with each other, but like, I don't the know. The one's name just... is Bra, which makes me really happy that they just call him Bra. Yeah, it's Cody and Bra. Cody and, and Bra. And Aubrey Plaza's boyfriend's sort of like hyper Zeph without 
charisma. Like he's super ripped, but also like just like big. Like he's like yeah, he's like, like Zeph without dude. a personality. In this scene, like the Nero is like making fun of them because they're obviously easy marks, and like this is sort of the first time I'm enjoying him in this movie. And I realize that's because. I like him when there's less likable characters around. Like, when there's these, like, terrible lacrosse douches, and they're just, like, they're written in a way that, like... He doesn't seem like so much of a dick anymore. Right. When he's around terrible people, or, you know, as he's getting better or whatever, then it sort of becomes easier to bear. Yeah. And then they're, they're playing... So, explain this to me. Like, you've, you've played more drinking games than me, but I'm familiar with Flip Cup, Beer Pong, all this different stuff. It seems like the game they're playing is just chugging beer fast. Like, is this a game... Just like I think this is. I was wondering the same thing. Like, I mean, I've definitely played my fair share of drinking games, but like, what they call it, a boat race? I think I've heard people play this before, but I don't. I'm not exactly sure how it works. It did seem like it's just like chugging down the line, and you just have to like chug a beer the fastest, like down your table. And that doesn't seem like too much of a fun drinking game to me. Because what's weirder is that, like, the setup for this game, like, the Nero goes to get two cups of water. I'm like, oh, he's getting, you know, cups for beer pong or whatever. And he laces them with Xanax. So I'm like, oh, everybody's going to like get the one. Up. Yeah, he laces, like, the one with Xanax. It's like, no, they're just all drinking. And, like, you see, like, Zach apparently has, like, never chugged a beer. Because, like, he, like, he drinks one and, like, he looks like he's about to gag throw reflex. up. He, is, yeah. he, he admits this to him. I have a really bad gag reflex. He's like, you're not taking a dick. You're going to be chugging beers. And he says, like, oh, it's actually pretty fun. Like, you know, like, having fun is actually pretty fun. Yeah. Then we cut to, it's almost like a smash cut to, like, later that night they're at a party. And Zach yeah, Efron like, De Niro is... outside. And then they're, like, the photographer girl comes down. And she says, come on, you have to come up here right now. And Zach Efron is completely naked. Yeah. Except with, like, a bumblebee. <laughs> like stuffed a, animal, like a speedo bumblebee only over his crotch, and he's doing the macarena almost <laughs> naked. This is and... a really funny. It's just funny to me. I like. I again. This is at these moments. I want to know Zac Efron's reaction to like. You're just gonna wear this stuffed bumblebee and grind on some random chicks up here. And he's like, cool. Like, just let's do it. Like, he seems sort of down for whatever, and I don't know if that's just, you know, him trying to... Like, I wonder if it's him willing to make fun of himself, or he's trying to, like, get something better, who knows? But, like, he's he's down for whatever, and it's admirable. Yeah, this is beyond what I um, expect of Z- a Zac Efron movie. Like, they really push the boundaries with, like, what they could get away with for him. You know, like, in stuff like Baywatch, I expect... He's going to be wearing, you know, swim trunks the whole time and be shirtless. Like, you know, neighbors, I knew we were going to get some shirtless shots. Um, we were your friends, I knew we were going to get, like, you know, some shirtless type situations. But, like, in this one, I knew we would get it, but not, like, bumblebee full ass shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know it was going to go that far. He's, like, aggressively <laughs> naked in this movie. Yeah, he is. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it was a lot more aggressive than I expected they were going to do with this. But what makes this party even better is that Pam shows up and yeah, he and we has... Get, we get like, Rafi back. And, like, this has, is where I'm like, oh, shit, this movie's about to take a really awesome turn. I was like, if because I'm thinking if we just saw him in a scene, like, five minutes ago, not even. And they brought him back already. This isn't just going to be, like, two quick scenes and then he's going to go away. Like, they're setting this up so he's going to keep popping in and out throughout the movie. And he's got, like, two vape pens or two e-cigs and he gives (laughs) one to Zac Efron. He's like, like, you know, chill out. Like, here's some weed. Like, just chill out. He's like, oh, I'm not sure if that one was weed or that one was crack. He's like, one of these is weak, one of these is crack. He's like, oh no, right, they're both crack. <laughs> it's just like, and Zac Efron starts like freaking out, and then there's like a, a chant of USA, USA, USA. Well, that's because that's because all drunk white people in America chant USA at some point. That's just like a common thing. 
Like, every foreigner will tell you that, and I'm sure that you've seen it happen before, and we don't know why, but that's what happens. But it works, and it makes sense in the the movie. (laughs) It absolutely does. And then he runs outside and, like, steals a motorcycle, and then just drives off to the beach and passes out naked on the beach. Yeah. And people put beer bottles all around him and sort of Yeah, he wakes up to his phone ringing from his, like, fiancé... Like, and he's got, like, 37 voicemails or something. Like, she's yeah. like, where are you? Well, she seems like the kind of girl that would leave 37 voicemails. <laughs> this is where we get to, like, um, he's now he's on the phone, and they want to FaceTime him. So they FaceTime him, and he has, like, the swastika of dicks on his head. And he's, like, Which talking we, to the rabbi. Right, it's acting like a pinwheel of ejaculate. And we, <laughs> we later find out that Pam calls it a swastika. Yeah, yes, yes. Pretty great. <laughs> yeah, that is her. I like these. These are the, these are the rapid fire jokes that we were getting throughout. But like, this is where we start picking it up joke wise for me. You know, around that time is where you start getting these jokes, like cousin Nick slaying it in this scene. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And what's weird, like, I'm not sure why this happens, but it also sort of adds to the insanity of the scene is that as he's trying to FaceTime with you know his entire family and the rabbi that's going to marry them, trying not to allude to the fact that they're in Daytona Beach instead of, like, at his grandpa's house. Yeah. And he's fully naked. This kid shows up out of nowhere, and he's like, I want to touch the bee. I want to kiss the bee. Yeah. And rips the bee away, and so Zach Efron's naked, and then the kid's... De- like, it's just... This it's- was a little forced to me. The kid's a yeah. little old for this. I guess this was just a vehicle to put him in jail, is what this was, right. now that I'm thinking about it. They need to get him to jail. They need to sort of move... And that, I feel like that's, that's sort of, like, where this movie kind of lacks. We know where we need to get to. So they make these, like, illogical jumps for no reason that they write into the movie to push it along, story-wise. Right. Yeah. They're like, okay, we have an idea of, like, this scene's gonna be really funny, this scene's gonna be really funny, this scene's gonna be really funny. Now let's tie them together with this dumb shit in between. <laughs> right. They go to jail, and there's two terrific cops, and, you know, he's Yeah, he's who's there. this lady he, that was... Who's the lady cop? I don't know cop? these people. No, you do. The, 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 la- the female cop is very famous. She's Finch. been in a lot of movies. She's Mo Collins. Oh, right. She's Mo Collins. Yeah. She was in Four uh, Year Old Virgin and Knocked yes. Up. Yes, yeah. She's in uh, all of these. Yeah. The guy just... cop, I didn't know who he is. Oh, she's Joan Calamezzo from Parks and Rec. Yes. Um, she's the crazy TV host. Yes. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, the other guy, uh, detective writer, detective reader, is Henry Zabrowski. He's been in stuff, but he's not as famous, I don't think, or not as known in this world, at least. Okay. But the two of them together are just, like, terrific. And, like, oh, there's yeah, the, one the scene... back and forth, like, I, yeah, I really like this. Zac Efron's in, I guess, like, what's what's he wearing, just, like, a Speedo or something? Uh, I don't know what they gave him. Maybe, it looked like maybe just boxers, like, briefs or something. What's really great is that he wakes up as the guy in the next cell over just, like, sort of caresses his side. <laughs> yeah, like, stroking him. He never says a word. That's all he does the entire movie except for stare at Zac Efron. <laughs> it sort of, like, gently touches his side and wakes him up. But, like, Zac Efron's like, can I just have, like, a pair of pants? Which I don't think's too crazy of a request. The, I don't the guy know, you're cop, in Florida. Maybe it yeah, is too crazy. The guy cop comes over with his little pad, and he's just, like, writing down, like, exactly the pants that he wants. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to get lunch. Like, what kind of sandwich do you want? okay, yeah. 
And then, like, he talks about the sandwich, and, you know, Zach and like, like, oh my god, like, this is so nice. And he's like, would you rather get sodomized by a mentally deficient guy or shanked by that same guy? <laughs> yeah. He's like, because you're in prison, now shut up. It's just like, <laughs> I wrote down, like, I don't care what the payoff to this joke is. Like, I'm going to love it no matter what. Like, the guy is just, like, selling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did play. He was, he was really, really selling it. And Zach was selling it, like, Ephraim was selling it, too. He was really committed to being, like, believe, like, yeah, Dockers would be great, you know? (laughs) He's just, like, so out of touch with everything. Like, not only is he, like, out of touch for being, you know, like, a regular college kid, but he's just, like, I don't understand how prison works, even though I'm a lawyer. Like, it's just, like... Yeah, that was weird to me. This was definitely weird to me. Like, he doesn't know how prison works because he's a lawyer. The whole lawyer as the backdrop thing gets lost a lot with the writing of the movie in parts like this for me. I'm able to suspend my disbelief enough because it's a comedy. It doesn't necessarily need to make sense. Because the movie's funny and, like, it's sort of, like, clicking on all cylinders right now, I'm not going to sort of question why he's, like, so out of touch with everything. Like, I'm just, like, it's just for comedic effect, like, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, because the joke is delivered so well that, like, I kind of overlook it. And then this is when Rafi appears from the toilet now, from like behind. the third time, yeah. And he's just like, hey guys, I gotta get out of here. I got a, I got a big shipment of air quotes. He's like, you know, whatever, like, drugs. Like, I got a big shipment of drugs coming to my store. They're like, alright, like, you, you can get out of here. He's like, hey, also, I came here with a bag of drugs, and he's I like, really can't, I can't leave without it. I can't leave without them. And he's like, these drugs? And, like, throws them to him. And then he says, what may be my favorite line in the movie uh he says remember guys vote for me for mayor on tuesday i'm gonna win this year and like i love that this guy you know obviously beloved by these cops is running for mayor in daytona beach <laughs> just this like makes it, yeah this makes me really happy also because i feel like it's like shots at florida in general which i just yeah. find really hilarious like I, I do like florida as a state but like there's a lot of weird shit that happens there so like this is not out of the realm of be- like of all the unbelievable shit that's happening in this movie pam existing is not the most unbelievable shit that could happen because he lives in florida you know like, like anything is possible any, in Florida. anything is possible i sort of want to see a movie like a crossover where pam interacts with alien james franco from spring breakers and i don't know Ooh. what they would get into Ooh. but like that would be yeah, that would that's be a interesting. good call definitely i would like to see the pam alien crossover movie yeah um, but i don't know if it would work because it's like you know i don't know if it would work because it's two different tones yeah. but i still want to see like what those two characters could get into together just like a Maybe Saturday like Night Live, like a five-minute like five skit of just them. Yeah, that's all together. I want. Yeah, it's fine. Short film. So De Niro bails him out of jail, and he goes out wearing, like, the, for the first of two times getting bailed out of jail with, like, just, like, crazy, like, what do they say? Like, it's clothes from an orgy, Co- like cover- a murder orgy? Yeah, like an 80s murder orgy that they had in Daytona Beach. And he could either pick the pants covered in semen or the pants covered in blood. And eventually, by the end of the movie, he'll wear both with just, like, these crazy, <laughs> crazy tops. Yeah, uh, this is when he comes out wearing the shirt that says "Stop staring at my tits," yeah. which uh, this is great. Zac Efron plays well to comedies because he'll commit to stuff like this just as much as he committed to wearing just the B as the bottom, like the "Stop staring at my tits" shirt and like these, like you know, parachute pants covered in semen. Like that's that's pretty funny. Like you have right. to be comfortable with yourself to be able to do stuff like this. And he absolutely is, and like it works. It's it's yeah. that's, like that's why it works because he's fully committing to it. Yeah, he commits. He really does. At this point, because he's it's done Daniel, with Zach Efron got arrested, right? and he's just like, you know, I'm going back home. Like I gotta get back to my wedding. I gotta get back to my fiance. Daniel's like, well, just drive me to my friend Stinky's place, and like he, he shows up, and like it's just like this. It's sort of a shock, I think, to De Niro that like he's just in this retirement like, home. retirement home, and yeah. I don't think he realized where he is. But like Stinky's not really all with it, but he's still doing this terrific needlepoint of like interracial porn. It's just like yes, again, real we come graphic, back to the like, needlework. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I like that. I, I like the picture of it. I would if if I could buy one of those for my house, like already <laughs> made, I would like one. I'm sure you can. If, even if it's not like officially sanctioned, I'm, I'm sure, sure there's somebody people made on it on Etsy. There. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I, I would like one. Maybe I'll get you one as a housewarming gift <laughs> when I visit. Thanks. That would be awesome. I'll hang it right above the door. This scene also gives us the first of a couple jokes throughout the movie that I didn't really know. It makes sense when you think about it, but there's like lots of lesbian jokes. Yes, I would. Throw that Zac Efron. Yes, the fact that they're lesbian jokes where they keep calling Zac Efron a lesbian is really funny to me. Well, because like I know that there's like that one Tumblr. There, there was that one Tumblr a long time ago. Like lesbians that look like Justin Bieber. So I guess it makes sense that like you know lesbians that look like Zac Efron, but like. I don't know if it's just like, oh, this is like a really handsome guy, so like, what's like the most degrading thing we can call him as a lesbian? Or if like, they actually, like, if that's actually like a joke, like, I don't, I don't know, I've never, I'm not familiar with this, and I'm not sure, but like, I've never they, heard it they, before, but I, I almost feel like it was like an, like an, like an on, um, set joke about Zac Efron that they just kept running with throughout the movie that like we didn't know the backstory of is what it felt like to me. And maybe that's how I'm just imagining it. But there's a great line of... So Stinky's played by Danny Glover of Lethal Weapon. Yeah. He has a line that says, Leave your beautiful lesbian grandson so he can blowjob me to death. And it's just like, what does that even mean? Yes, but Danny Glover delivered it so well. And he gets, like, wheeled off by the nurse, and, like, he's, like, basically whisked away from the movie. He shows up a little bit later. He, like, he does? He's basically here just, I, th- I think so, doesn't he, or maybe not? No, I don't think so. Well, his his needlework definitely shows yes, up later. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. It's a crazy scene, like, in a, in a movie filled with crazy scenes. Like, this might be the weirdest one. Yeah, yeah, I don't really necessarily think they needed this one either, other than to get this needlework that they bring back later. I did like the <laughs> beginning of them calling Zac Efron a lesbian over and over again, and him just having to take it. Like he doesn't—he doesn't even have a response to it. Like every time they just call him lesbian, he's like, "Oh yeah," just like puts his head down. <laughs> That's my like his reactions to it is is my favorite part. So now the thing that with Stinky didn't work out. Now De Niro's back to sort of plan A, I guess, which is just to have sex with Aubrey Plaza. Yes. And so I don't know what I don't know if it's just you know sympathy or why does De, why does Zac Efron go with De Niro here? Because De Niro starts confessing like his feelings to him. He's like, I'm scared that I only have a couple years left now, right. and like okay. I'm like worried about it. Like I did just lose your grandma. Like this is how I'm coping with it, kind of. And I think that that's what Zac Efron's character needed to hear to like give it another shot and he's just like playing to that this is how he sells it to him i guess that's sort of what he wants from his grandpa right like you know some kind of emotional connection at least yeah because he seems like so he seems like so disconnected from like the grandmother's death and like this is what zach efron was trying to piece together earlier in the movie but like now that he's like look like this is just like my reaction to it and he's like okay cool grandpa like i'll take you and we'll do this and so they go to, they go back to Daytona Beach, or I don't know, you know, if they're far or close or whatever, but they're still in Florida. They go back there and they get into that that flex-off between it's them versus the lacrosse douches. Yes, which I think this scene would have been pretty terrible if Rafi wasn't the DJ of the scene. Right. Like, this scene would have been completely lost on me if you wouldn't have Rafi in the background saying dumb shit. 
it reminds me in a way, just because I guess the scale of it, of I think it's 22 Jump Street, where like Diplo is leading that huge beach party. It's the same kind of thing, except now it's just like a flex-off. It's just, it's like, yeah. it's just like, it, it doesn't fit the, the venue that they're in. You know what I mean? It seems like something that just like, they should be playing music and just dancing, but now they're having like a flex-off. Like, it's it's just sort of weird. It's manufactured. This- it's another manufactured way to get Zac Efron to like, be muscular throughout the movie. Right. But it's another, also another opportunity for Pam to call him a lesbian. Like, it's back to back yes. lesbian jokes. Yes, yes. <laughs> we start the run of the lesbian jokes. Yeah. They start doing the flex off and they're sort of like neck and neck and then I don't know this can't be possible in real life. I don't like it's it's insane. I guess that's sort of the whole point of the thing is that he like Zac Efron does a handstand on De Niro's forearm. Like he's just like holding his arm out and Zac Efron's like upside down. Yeah, so like De Niro's curling Zac Efron while Zac Efron's doing a handstand on his curl. And we find out all sort of movie long like when they were at the golf course earlier, De Niro hot wires the golf cart. There's sort of all these like little hints that like you know he maybe wasn't an army mechanic, yes. like maybe he was something else. And so after you see him basically like you just said curling Zac Efron, Zac Efron asks him like you know like what were you in the yeah, army? Because this is because he hot wires like the gun too. Like he like fixes. Oh, yeah, he the takes gun. off the suppressor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, I, I was special forces. And so they take, like, the T-shirt cannon and they put a beer in there and he, <laughs> he shoots it. that kid up really good. It was, like, so violent for this kind of movie. Like, there's, like, blood splat. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I think it's funny only because Le- the Lenore chick is like, yeah. woo, do it again, you know? Like, <laughs> She's, and that's her she's boyfriend. Great. Yeah, she's great comic relief throughout the movie. In between, like, her being super sexual and then her saying dumb shit like this, like, she really pushes the movie along for me. Right. Oh, so, th- so that was what, that's what it was. So that kid goes to the hospital. And so, so then now they steal the his room. The picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they steal, steal the room. Yeah, because they, they took his key. De Niro takes the key from them. He, pickpock- he pickpocketed them some point in the flex-off. He took their entire wallet. And so now that they're out of the picture, they're able to take the girlfriends out for the night. And this is sort of Robert De Niro's big opportunity to have sex with Ari Plaza. And he says his great line, Zac Efron gets dressed, and like he gets dressed in a way that you know fits his character. But he says, De Niro says to him, you're meeting up with girls, not blowing an oil executive on a golf course. <laughs> yeah. One of these lines that like earlier in the movie, I would have been like, ugh. But by this point, you know, I'm, I'm finally on the side of the yeah, character again. Exactly, yeah. You, you, you have to like warm up to the De Niro being a vulgar, creepy old man in this movie. That's funny because this comes right before one of my favorite lines when he looks at him and goes, nice dick. Just like out of no, like that's just right. it. You know, he gets changed or he gets undressed or whatever and De Niro's just like, I'm not gonna look away like I'm your grandpa and he says a line like he says nice dick but he also says you're lucky you're not your dad he got his mom's dick yes it's just like, yes which was very confusing yeah I was a little hung up on that but then the movie just pushes on I was wondering what he means he got his mom's dick as in he has no dick or he got his mom's it's dick like, as in like terrible. yeah yeah it was it was pretty confusing I'm, th- I'm going I'm gonna go with no dick this <laughs> is what I'm I'm trying to imagine it is. If it if it's anything more complex than that, then I'm never gonna wrap my head around it. So well, the movie really doesn't care what it means. You know, they're just saying it because it's like a funny line. Like I don't think it's that. Right. <laughs> we're supposed to dissect. Yeah, but I did. I thought about it for a second. There, it's like his mom's. What his mom's side of the family's dick? Are you calling them all small dicked? I don't like. There's possibilities. 
and so they go to this like club and like it's it's basically a black club and but it's like one of like the what's near so like the eight real clubs left in America and it's a place where like Sinatra performed and like yeah. there's like this history of the club and they go in there and just like you know they're all just like it's it's just a regular club like they're playing rap music yeah they're, they're like sh- doing shots and you get this kind of like party scene going again and you get um Lenore like hands on the ground twerking on De Niro yeah. and this is another part of the movie where like I took myself out of the movie and I had a like think about these two people in real life and like how successful do you have to be as an actress that you twerked on robert de niro that's a a pinnacle to me if i was a woman (laughs) actress and i was like i twerked on de niro once like you know like nobody can beat that this whole movie i was like feeling bad for aubrey plaza because like the first thing like you know she's in a bathing suit when we first meet her and then like within a couple of minutes on screen she sends like a covered topless selfie to de niro and you know at the end of the movie she's in her underwear and she's twerking on de niro but like she also knew what she was signing up for and i guess she just either wanted to like basically like you just said like twerk on de niro or like i don't i don't know I it's just this like this is this is kind of like the will ferrell thing where like every movie that will ferrell's and he takes his shirt off just like kind of just like be an idiot i think that she signed up for this movie because she's really funny and she just wanted to like play a role that she normally wouldn't and make it funny all right that's fair like i think she was trying to push her own acting boundaries or like i've never seen like this is why i was so confused i've never seen her play a sex object but in this movie it came off as sexual and hilarious at the same time it's weird to see that you always get like hot and dumb or funny and chubby you know what I mean? Like, you've right. never got, like, it's really hard to find this kind of middle ground here. But they found it, or, or at least, you know, she doesn't always work as a character, because she's a little bit, like, it's a little too on the nose or whatever, but, like, it works more often than it doesn't, and, like, you know, she's, she's she stays true to what she's playing, and it's sort of, yeah, she's it's committed throughout. She's yes. committed to the movie. I wonder how much they asked her to do and how much she just did on her own. Because she's <laughs> seeing her acting, she seems like the type of, type of person that was like, you know what, I'm just going to twerk on him. You know, like, and they're like, cool, do it. And then she just does, because she's just like a funny girl. This is the part where we were, we were mentioning it earlier, where it just doesn't really track throughout the movie, where their gay friends getting picked on by yeah, you know, De Niro the, a couple black comes guys. To the, rescue. the main sort of bad guy is the rapper from the TV show You're the Worst, when he's amazing on that. But they, I've never seen they're this. Basic, they're, they're basically like, De Niro and Zac Efron's going to fight this like eight group you know yeah, like squad. eight person group of guys <laughs> yeah. and Zach Efron keeps saying like we have no crew we have no crew like what are we what are we doing and then De Niro says like you need to take the first punch and, and Zach Efron just like throws him into, the group. into yeah and as he's sort of like getting knocked around a little bit by the main guy off camera De Niro takes out every other guy with his special forces skills like I get the point of like you know De Niro's old and like the surprise of like them all being down when he turns around but at the same time like I would have liked to seen like a little like Steven Seagal situation going on there right like I would have liked to have seen it play out you know like the De Niro like one two three four five everybody just falls at the same time Tarantino style I mean I wonder if it's sort of like you know because De Niro 40 years ago played Raging Bull and you know yeah. he's this I iconic boxer like i wonder if he was just like oh i can't make this like i'm sure like with editing you can yes make him but i wonder if he's just like this isn't gonna look he's good. like yeah don't, it's not gonna tarnish. work it's not gonna convey and i'm kind of old so like i don't even want to do it yeah like i i don't mind sort of making fun of myself and making fun of you know like my personality or whatever but like i don't want to put myself in a position where like i look like an idiot i'm physically limited by my body yes 
He seems like he uh, is throughout the movie at some points, too. Like, I've, I noticed this. I mean, he's definitely, he's older, you know? But, like, at the yeah. same time, like, throughout the movie, he's definitely getting slower, you know? Like, just, like, in walking and stuff like that, you, like, pick it up throughout the movie. Like, he's, like, a little jerky and stuff. Just has, like, some old man movements that I don't think that he's exaggerating for the movie. No, because, I mean, he is seven. he's going to turn 73 this year. I mean, he's, yeah. he's an old dude. Yeah, he is, he is. That's pretty old, man. The next scene that I have in my notes that's sort of worth talking about, I think, aside from the we like we see De Niro's dick at some point, like it's just like some like stupid. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, like he just like like De Niro just like lays his dick next to Zac Efron's face. At that point, I like okay, I like dick jokes, but the like fake dick in the movie to me right. is always like that's where I personally draw the line of like, oh, uh, this is just like stupid now. Right, so like, they, I'll they, chuckle at it because I'll chuckle at any dick joke. But I mean, <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, oh, come on, fake dick again. And so Zach Efron then goes off with Zoe Dutch with uh, Shadia, and she's like hanging out with these hippies that she's going to spend a year with. Yeah, like, they're like super dickhole hippies. And I was like, these hippies are sort of like part parody, part like serious, but like they're not funny at all. Like it's not funny in terms of like ironic or funny. No, it wasn't. One of them. It's just like a swing and a miss here, and like it's definitely it's for just, me too. I can I can agree. The only reason that like, we need to introduce these people is so we know where she's going at the end of the movie. But it's still just like, oh, like you probably could have done anything better here. Yeah, it, and it could have been like you know a minute and a half less. Like, well, they cue up that like they're pushing towards this almost kiss scene. Which, again, makes no sense to me. Like, it's, it seems like it's too much too fast. You think it's too much too fast? I think they could have cut this scene down. Like, you didn't need to run into those hippie guys. Like, right. they could have just given you, like, this is where I'm staying. She kind of, like, waves at them, and then they almost kisses. They're, like, walking around, you know what I mean? And, like, not have had any interaction with the people there. Like, between this and the next scene where De Niro's just hanging out with all the black guys and naming members of Wu-Tang, I don't understand why this movie devotes the time it does to certain things and not to other things that would sort yes. of build the story in a way that we understand. Yes. But then, like, in, in that scene where he's, uh, like, when he finds De Niro with Aubrey Plaza and, like, a room yeah. full of, like, basically all the guys he beat up, and Zach Efron says, and I quote, you're smoking grass now? This is a gateway drug, Grandpa. Yeah, that was a stupid line. Like it wasn't, it wasn't funny. The Zac, this nerdy Zac Efron comes back, like after he was being so cool for a couple minutes. They could have made that way funnier. Like this is a gateway drug. Like, come on. It's just like I don't. Uh, it's ugh. Yeah, it was kind of cringeworthy. I agree. Do not like. Um, but then they go karaoke. Like, I don't understand, like, why things happen, but, like, they're just like, all right, like, we're going to let oh. Zac Efron sing for a while. No, here, no, you skipped over, like, one of the craziest things. Here's another Zac Efron movie where a white person uses the N-word twice. Oh, right. <laughs> just, like, and it's pretty aggressive. De Niro is old enough now to where, like, he's just old enough to where it sounds racist to me. <laughs> like, Oh, sure. Like, the, the delivery is not, like, young and hip enough that, like, it can even almost be brushed off by the movie like so between the scene where he's like you're smoking grass is a gateway drug and then De Niro dropping the n-word twice I was like Ugh, you know like I tensed up a little bit again the whole thing is that De Niro singing Ice Cubes today was a good day which is awesome but I do love this like that's I, I, I could only have ever dreamed of seeing De Niro sing today was a good day by Ice Cube it's kind of great, but it's also kind of, like, a little too on the nose. It's like, oh, like, he's just singing, you know, the most, sort of, like, one of the most well-known. Yeah, just iconic like, gangster. They picked, like, two, a too-stereotypical one. To, right. Like, yeah. And because he's asking in the room, you know, when they're all smoking weed and talking about Wu-Tang, he's just like, you know, am I allowed to say it? Like, and then like, like you, you can say it when we tell you you can say it. 
Yeah, and I don't so know why gets... they even addressed this in the movie. I, what is Zac Efron, like, what are the writers of Zac, Zac Efron is just, like, okay for this to be addressed in all of his movies now? Like, I get the Seth Rogen one, like, that was funny, the Hootie Who thing. It was weird, but, like, it was funny. This one, I was just like, I don't know why you guys threw this in the movie. You could have easily cut this out. I guess it's just them bonding or, like, him becoming more accepting or being more accepted or whatever. But he gets to that line in the song, and he, you know, he, yeah. he says the N-word in the song. And then, like, as he's getting off stage, like, he, he uses it again casually. Like, Yeah, yeah like, that's oh, what I was like, saying. Like, the double down was a little uncomfortable. Then Zac Efron gets up on stage with Zoe Dutch, and they start singing Celine Dion's Because You Love Me. I think this is the first time in the three movies that we've seen him sing, sing. right? I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to get a lot of this later in High School Musical, but yeah. this is the first time I've seen Zac Efron sing ever, actually. And he sounded um, good. But, like, while they're doing that, while he's singing, like, everybody's, like, wrapped by it. And a little bit later, Aubrey Plaza says, you're so good at singing, you actually suck, which is sort of, like, a perfect line for her and her delivery. Yeah. Uh, but as everybody's, like, so, like, en- engrossed by what he's doing, the lacrosse douches are back and, like, they steal the pot that De Niro had from the Middle East, and they steal De Niro's wallet, and they're going to, like, plant him. I'm just like, this is the, the, the sort of the way that you blend... Like, it's just, it's weird. It's Another like, vehicle just to get Zac Efron back to jail. It, it doesn't really work for me. This movie definitely is, like, uh, it has quite a few highs and quite a few lows <laughs> comedically for me. Like, the highs right. are great, but, like, the lows and, like, midpoints, I'm just like, eh, I don't know. What's nice is that, like, you know, as, as sort of, like, up and down as this scene is... The next scene where, like, they're by the pool, like, you know, they all go back to the hotel, and the, the girls are like, you want to come up? We're like, well, no, we're going to go to the, the pool and smoke a stogie, and they go out there just smoking cigars, and, like, Zach Efron, like, bears this whole, like, this, like, this works. Like, when there's, like, honesty in the movie, I think it's the most yeah. engrossing. Zach Efron's, like, saying, you know, I think I want to call the wedding off, I'm not sure, you know, what I want to do with my life, and De Niro says, I think the line is... When you get married, it's for a long fucking time, and it's hard, so it damn well better be with a woman that keeps things interesting. Yeah. And, he you know, he's like, you know, me and your grandma, like, we tried anal once every five years. <laughs> this is a pretty stuff. funny line. It's a joke for the movie, but it's also, like, honesty and, like, sort of, like, a level of connection that, like, works. And, like, these kind of scenes from just, like, oh, like, the rest of the stuff, like, the stupid stuff, like, I'm able to sort of pass, because, like, this movie does, in some t- at some points, you know, have a heart to it. Like, it's sort yeah. of... Like, there is something underlying here that, you know, that works. Yeah. But those two together. Back... I think it's just those yeah. two together. They, they they act well together. Like, they are a good team. With better writing in this movie, I think it would have even worked a little bit better. Like, I like the jokes. They push some things a little too much. Yeah, maybe. But, like, in scenes when they're just, like, actually talking back and forth, like, you can see that both of them are good actors and they work well together. Right. I think, like, in a different kind of movie, like, if this is sort of, like, you know, not necessarily a movie that we would want to see, but, like, you know, an indie movie where it's just, like, you know, a kid trying to connect with his grandpa, like, I think, like, scenes like this, like, where there's there's not the crass humor, like, you know, you could extend this over an entire movie, um, it's just that's not the movie that they, that they wanted to make yes. for this, you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, they make their way back upstairs, and the lacrosse douche is there, and, and Zac Efron gets punched in the face again. And then the cops show up and they arrest Zac Efron again for, like... <laughs> Thankfully, uh, it's the same cops, because they're great. Same cops, because they're the only cops in Daytona, I guess. Oh, yeah. And we have in the scene, I think probably what would likely be one of your favorite back-and-forths of the movie. It's something that we sort of saw in Neighbors, 
where like De Niro's getting led away or sort of getting kicked out of the room. Yes. And he and Aubrey Plaza are like we're gonna have sex and like they they keep going back and forth about like I'm gonna thunder like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like it's just like graphic, but like they sort of get more and more like obscure and not like Yes, this is like, what I like. They get more obscure, not more not necessarily more vulgar. Like he's right. like he's like, Oh, you're gonna be wet like the Nile. She's like, Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna like blood me and he's like yeah like people will be able to eat after this eat like yeah it gets really it gets really just, really obscure and it's like a stream of consciousness that like doesn't make sense yeah but also like in a weird way sort of makes perfect sense it does yeah that's the one where i'm just like oh i bet they had like a whole lot more back and forth that they just cut out and, like these were sort of the best ones yeah yeah i wonder if they did i would like to see the outtakes of it i don't know if i'd be happy or disappointed but i, I liked where they left it they did a good job of like cutting that scene perfectly for me and sort of the big, you know, dramatic conflict in this scene is that Zac Efron sees the Nero's driver's license, sees that it wasn't revoked or suspended yeah, or whatever, he had and that, one. you know, Grandpa lied to him, and as soon as he gets out of jail again, De Niro bails him out again, he's just like, you know, you're uninvited to the wedding, I don't want you there, like, you ruined my life, I need to go back with my fiancé, and I'm just like... I don't think this movie's, like, sticking the landing. Like, I think it's sort of all over the place, and it doesn't yeah, know how to end. it goes back and forth, like, between, like, they were homies, like, five seconds ago, you get arrested again, and he just lied to you about the driver's license when he told you he was secret forces, you know, like, in between the time that he said he right. didn't have a driver's license and not, I think he'd be like, oh, cool, like, not a big deal, and then, like, now he hates him again. Because the movie knows it needs to get back to the wedding at some point, yes. somehow. I think they're pulling the ejector like, seat right now, yeah. It doesn't know how to get back, so it's like, okay, they need to get into a fight, and he needs to leave again. But, like, De Niro can't come with him, so, like, he needs to get on It's just, like, we know where we need to get, but once again, we don't know how to get there. Yeah. Well, they get back to the house, and, like, you know, he's laying on the couch sort yeah. of like a zombie. And Julianne Huff is talking about the most boring minutiae like, of what, the wedding. Yeah, what colors of the napkins should we switch to? And then he hears a knock on the door, and, like, this is, like, you know, all the excitement he needs. And he's just like, oh, it's just, like, another gift. And she's like, she, ah. she's, like, it's it's all, like, she's, like, she's such a terrible character, and she kind of nails it. She's like, oh, I hope it's that, like, that that new spoon from William Sonoma. Like, it's just, like... <laughs> The most boring but thing to be excited about. But she even she even gives like the like the white girl delivery like William and Sonoma, you know, like <laughs> she like even says it like that. But the box is like a DSLR from De Niro, and you know that that needle point that Stinky was making, yeah. and also like used tissues, like tissues used for the number three. <laughs> um, and so it's it's obviously from De Niro, and he like has like Zac Efron's best interest in mind. Yeah, he's trying to remind him of like what they learned in the past, you know, three days or whatever. And, like, I think, like, at this point, you have to think the Zac Efron character is like, oh, I really overreacted. But, like, we don't really get that. Like, it almost seems like he's kind of... No, again, we skip ahead too fast in parts that I want to see and move really slow through parts that right. I, I get confused by. Because now all of a sudden we're at, like, their wedding rehearsal and, you know, they're... Yeah, he's, like, zombieing bed. straight through the next, like, couple days. He's, like, you know, between zombieing on the couch, now he's at the wedding thing. What's interesting is that, like, their duet song is the same song he sang with Zoe Dutch. Was it? Because is, I couldn't tell because this chick I is, like, a terrible think. singer. Well, she's... Purposely, what's really yeah, funny I'm is sure. that she, yeah, she's an amazing singer, actually. Oh, really? But... Yeah, but, you know, she's, like, she's nailing this, like, terrible, bad sort of thing. Like, yeah. it's, 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 it's I didn't know she was actually terrific. a good singer. You know, like, she's uh, really good. Oh, okay. Like, she's a singer-dancer. She was, I think she's most known for, let me look this up, Dancing with the Stars, I guess, is what she's known for. I think she's a good singer, though. Okay. I believe. Oh, yeah, she was in Grease Live. She was Sandy. She was the lead oh, in Grease Live. Okay, so then she had to be a pretty good singer. Yeah, she, she can sing and she can dance, and so she's, like, nailing this, like, 
terrible, bad singing routine. Yeah. And so as she's singing and sort of stealing the show, behind her is this like slideshow of pictures of her and Zac Efron. All of a sudden, De Niro from outside with like a hacker friend he picked up from somewhere. Who knows where? Like, I don't know why that couldn't... Like, we don't know that guy, do we? No, we don't know this guy. The the whole wedding scene kind of was lost on me. Like, at least them singing the song again, okay, I get the point of it. Them running the pictures, again, this this whole scene just felt like a vehicle to push through to um, them bringing Rafi back, (laughs) is pretty much what I was just wanting. I don't know, like, you know, all of a sudden, De Niro sort of hijacks the wedding from outside, and there's, like, pictures of their, like, little road trip, and, like, you know, Zac Efron naked and grinding on girls and you know him passed out but shouldn't he like, already be married at this point like they're like at the reception i think this is the rehearsal oh you're right okay that will make a Which lot i don't understand sense, why but, there's, but there's everybody but like, everybody's there yeah. everybody's there there's a lot of logical weird things that i don't understand also from outside they not only hijack the pictures but they also cut the mics and so this is one of my favorite little bits in the movie is when zach Efron's yes. like oh i can't marry this girl and he like tells nick to like convey tell, the yeah, message talk. yeah to convey the message and, and this he, is just cousin nick is just dry like is this is him being funny that's pushing this part he's like oh i really don't want to do this and so he tells like one uncle he's like hey can you tell her and he's mute and like he just has to like sign he's just like oh i forgot I forgot no, he goes he goes i he goes i forgot uncle ramon was deaf and i talked to him like a normal <laughs> like that's really that's really funny to me and then he asks another uncle who's sitting right next to uncle ramon and this guy has like you know a voice box cancer he's yeah. in a voice box and just like oh god so you know nick goes up to her they and should have actually like, dragged this one on I, yeah there could have been a few more uncles maybe they ran out of ideas yeah, yeah they they could have pushed this they went for two they they could have given me four before I would have given up on it. You know what I mean? Like, they could have kept doing this. He tells her, like, Cousin Nick tells her, you know, Zach Efron can't marry you, and she starts laughing. He's like, oh, she's laughing, bro. I think you're in the clear, bro. Like, just like, yeah, you know, she's, yeah. she's totally okay with it. And she says to him, you can go back and tell him that I fucked his cousin Nick while he was gone. Yeah. And Nick's like, uh... She's totally oh, no, okay no, with no, it. Yeah, she it's doesn't fine. Tell her. He makes the, the waiter yeah. tell her. The waiter's like, it's my first day. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, I did like that. Pam shows up with the Nero in the ice cream truck, which has his face on the outside, which is terrific. Yeah, he comes up and he says, guys, you'll... <laughs> he goes, you drive an ice cream truck? And he goes, yeah, it's so easy selling kids drugs from an ice cream truck. <laughs> Uh, classic Zach Pam. Pam. classic dad Pam. who is the nero's son gets on and uh pam says to him hey guy and i love that in every movie rafi like you know jason manzuka always calls people guy like there's certain words that like <laughs> yeah they, he has, he has. That bleed into his characters and he says hey guy unless you want a chip witch or some heroin get off the truck <laughs> I know. You saved the day, man. I, I, could, I could just clip out everything else in this movie and be really happy just watching the scenes of him. And there's another quote here that I don't remember who says it or what context it's in, but it's really funny. It's like, hey, look, it's Pam. He's the good kind of Greek. And it's just like, oh. Like, <laughs> like, just There's nothing, you know, reference to Greek people at all this entire movie. Like, you know, not good kinds and bad kinds of Greek, but just like, this is the good kind. Like, it's just like, oh, like, wait, where'd that come from? Yeah, that was the cops at the end. The, then they do this like weird high speed chase thing. Rafi's like yelling at the bus driver because they run into um Shadia. They run into Shadia. He's like yelling to the bus driver. He's like, "Come on, this is my friend." 
And he's like, I just sold you all that ecstasy. Oh, that's not why they're not pulling over because the van, the bus is full of ecstasy. Classic Pam. Classic Pam. And so then they keep going through, you know, a weird police chase kind of situation that whatever. I'm glad they kind of cut that short. I didn't want to see the actual chase. I just like the interactions. And then who happens to be there other than the same two cops again? But like, what's weird is that like this chase, like this, this must have been expensive to shoot. And like, there's no reason for it. Like, it, like, no. it doesn't fit the movie. Like, it's just weird. But like, it's also, it's cool. Like, I'm not criticizing. It's just like, it comes out of nowhere. Maybe that's why they did it. Because it's just like, oh, you know, like this sort of road trip comedy. Now all of a sudden has like this sort of kind of big budget action chase at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I could have gone either way with it. Like, it, it didn't need to exist for me. They finally catch up and, you know, they stop the bus and uh, Zach Efron's about to go, tries to get Zoe Dutch back and she's like, I can't go with you. He's like, well, what if I go with you? And, like, you know, all is all happily ever after. But, like, before he goes, De Niro's like, hey, I got I got a story for you. And he's just yeah. like, you know, Andre the Giant used to, like, you know, <laughs> used to stack five girls on top of one another. At the Playboy Mansion. And, like, his hands are so big that he could, like, finger bang all of them at the same time. And, like, that's, like, the end of the story. And Zach Efron's like, oh, Okay, thanks, Grandpa. Like, that's just like the more the that he leaves him. Yeah, it was really bizarre to me, but it actually kind of worked. Like with his grandpa being so weird the whole time, that was a nice way to end it with like a non-emotional situation. But they do do like the whole knife thing and like rescue those that are what is it? It's like rescue the oppressed, or save the what oppressed, you, or something. What do you mean? When he, when he describes what the insignia on the knife means and oh, his tattoo, right, right. he's like, you know, what does this mean? He tosses him the knife. And, like, he tosses him the knife, and they have this kind of, like, emotional scene, like, right before it. Like, you know, we're getting there, and it could have gone, like, a very emotional way. But then he just, like, tells the Andre the Giant story. <laughs> <laughs> right. They go off, Zac Efron and Shadia go off, live happily ever after, supposedly. You know, we find out, you know, later in the post-credits that they're still together or in the mid credit scene, but then we cut to De Niro, you know, he never got to have sex with Aubrey Plaza, and then he shows up back to his hotel room or whatever, yeah. and she's just there in his pants. And <laughs> literally wearing his literally pants. pants. Yeah. They start like having, having this sex, like No, they of... have this like weird like like they start doing like the weird flirtation again. This combination scene with this and like the next scene are two of my favorite scenes of her in the movie cuz she starts saying like all this weird shit like tell me you want to eat dinner at 4, you know? Like <laughs> all this like ridiculous shit like making fun of old people and like, you know, pretend like you can't find your glasses and like all this stuff at one point he like makes a sound she's like are you coming or dying he's like i'm not sure <laughs> maybe, maybe both but... yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the movie just sort of like ends on that and then we go to the credit scene where zach efron and shoddy are holding a baby and, and you like, think oh, it's like, theirs like oh wow that's kind of quick yeah it's just like all right now time to give the baby back to its parents like you know here's the godparents and like de niro and aubrey plaza got married and had a baby and aubrey plaza instantly acts like she's 70 years old which and it's the best i wrote yeah. down that i love grandma aubrey plaza like it's just it's so good yeah she she goes you should come visit did you get the birthday card i sent you and he's like yeah and the 12 dollar check that was in it too <laughs> And she's like pinching his cheeks, like a yeah. Just, he's like, say, you know, be nice to your grandmother, and like he's like, sorry, and like, yeah. Grandma Omri Plaza was really funny, and yeah. And so there's a couple callbacks about you know Pam's just in the church now too, and and cousin you know, Nick is there with him. I like this. I wish we would have got more interaction between cousin Nick and Pam. 
Because I feel right. like they would have played really well together. Like, even in this, like, you know, 13 seconds we see them together, they're pretty funny. He's like, he seems like he's a really trustworthy guy, you know? <laughs> they're both in the same comedy scene. I'm, I'm sure, I'm going to look up if they've been in stuff together, because I'm sure that they kind of, they, they must have been. Jason Manzukis and Adam Pally were together in Dirty Grandpa. They were both in Search Party, which was not great. I mean, they're sort of like, that's a movie that I should have loved and didn't love. Oh, okay. I mean, they've both been on Comedy Bang Bang. They've both been on Kroll Show. They've both been on NTSF SCSUV. They've both been on the Jesuit Offensive. I mean, they're, they're sort of like around one another a lot. You know what okay. I mean? Like, they're sort of... Yeah, they're, so in, the same, even they're in the same crew. So they'll friends, be yeah. together in like more scenes in I the hope. future. I hope. Because they, so. they seem to have, like, a very similar style of comedy for me. Right. It, it plays to me well. And so that's sort of, you know, that's the end of the movie. So that's Dirty Grandpa. I mean, like we said at the top, you know, this is a movie that if you start the movie and don't like it, like, I get it. I totally understand that. But it's just, you know, you, you sort of got to give it time because it does build into something and it sort of becomes something greater than what it originally or initially sort of sets out to be. Yeah. And for me, like we talked about it, but there's a lot of like logic holes and like a lot of parts that didn't work for me. But I think that the parts that did work made the movie worth it to me and like in the end as much as i was like talking through it right now and like highlighting the points that i didn't like i feel like i really did enjoy the movie i watched through it twice and i laughed both times like between like aubrey plaza and um rafi and like zach efron being goofy and some of the de niro shit that was happening like it was generally funny it was much better than a movie that got a 10 out of 100 rating on rotten tomatoes should be this is a movie that I think, like, I feel like this sort of happens a lot lately where, like, movies just sort of get torn apart just because, like, there's, like, a tide sort of against it. You know what I mean? And, like, like the everybody starts, like, piling on. It's just like, oh, you know. Well, this movie was an easy movie to hate. Like, you have people that love De Niro that hate him playing a comedy role that isn't Meet the Fockers. You know what I right. mean? It's, like, more grotesque and stuff like that. So you have, like, the fans of De Niro that are a little bit older that this is kind of, like, lost on. Then you have the fans of Zac Efron, girls that are, like, maybe not too fond of, like, all this filthy humor. Right. If you're not, like, the perfect niche for this, you could definitely be lost on it. It's sort of, if you're open to it, like, if I, I don't know, like, I think you just shouldn't expect anything from it. No, I went in not expecting anything from it, and I and I laughed a lot, so I was happy with that. Like, it was entertaining. I don't, I don't think anybody should, like, you know, go out of their way to see this movie, but it was definitely worth the watch for me. Yeah. So any other thoughts? I mean, we were sort of really comprehensive with this movie. Uh, any other thoughts that we, we didn't cover that you wanted to make sure we talked about before we wrap it up? Oh, it looks like about everything that I wanted to talk about. So the next one we're going to do is another bonus one, I believe, which should be Neighbors Sorority Rising. So that's going to hit which theaters shortly. Which we talked about shortly. last time, and then we're, I'm super stoked about. And then also, as we talked about last time, the next regularly scheduled Zack Attack will be that awkward moment. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, that's... Ugh. Yeah. I mean, we, so far, I think we've been lucky in that we're sort of three for three in enjoyable movies. Like we have like a legitimately great movie, I think, in in Neighbors. Yes. We have you know a so stupid and like into itself movie that it's great in We Are Your Friends, and we have this movie that you know for for all its downs, there's more ups and downs. There's a lot to like in Dirty Grandpa. Yeah. So I have I... really high hopes for Neighbors too, but I really think that 
you know, that awkward moment's going to end our streak of, you know, enjoyable movies. Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah, I hope, I hope it doesn't. I, I hope that there's something in there that I was missing in, like, watching trailers and stuff. So, yeah, so that's, that's coming up soon on Zack Attack. So if you want more Zack Attack or if you want to sort of branch out and head into some of our other podcasts, go to facebook.com slash cageclub or cageclub.me, and you can see all the stuff that we've done on our network. So all sorts of fun stuff at those two places. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next time on Zack Attack. Let's fucking bounce. Where? And everything is all right. I got a beat from Kim, and she can fuck all night. Called up the homies, and I'm asking y'all, which park are y'all playing basketball? Get me on the court, and I'm trouble. Last week, fucking Brown got a triple double. Can I say it? Can I say it? No, no, no. Say it. Niggas every way like MJ. I can't believe today was a good day. I'm totally gonna fuck him tonight. Uh, can I watch? Cause I kinda wanna fuck him too now.